All right, so after this, just people are coming after him. The well, what, these were Syrian mercenaries, right? That came came over the border. Right. So, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that this is all being orchestrated by the head Russian, essentially the, the equivalent of the CIA master and the, the head of the FBI. What is it? The SVR and the FSB. The F the head of the F SVR and the FSB are working together. Yeah. So, we also haven't mentioned that. The reason they want him dead is because he has this list, another list. Uh, right. the, the James family likes lists. And I want to talk about that list at the very end. Okay. Ask if that's ever going to come up again, and, and we, can, we can dive into that. Well, let me just fill something in for you. We sure. do know that he has a key, that his father left him, and the Russians are now fleshing it out, telling us it's a safety deposit box that has a list. We didn't necessarily know that before, but we knew, I think it was in a gun case that Reese found this message and key from his father. So, okay, yeah, okay. it's kind of cool that that has been lingering and that's been a storyline that we got another piece of that puzzle. Yeah, and I thought we were going to like find out what was on the list. I guess we kind of get a little bit of a hint at the end, but then also he, at the very end, he hands over the key to, to, to Katie and like, yeah. I'm, I, I feel like j this is going to be... Like Jack's final thing, you know, like whatever book, key, like it's just going right. to be keep keep going on and going. I don't, I, it could be. Or well, he, he was could, about to part with the key. Right, he's about to throw it off. He was going to get rid of the key, and I was like, "Oh my god, no! That's something important because the Russians wanted you for it, and your father left it for you." And he mistakenly, I would say, saw getting rid of it as a symbol of moving on from that life. Sure, but you know, thankfully, he didn't do it. And with the events in the epilogue, yeah, Katie's got that key now. So that's I love. That's like a slow burn. That's playing the long game with that, hinting right. at it over the course of a couple of books now. All right, so what did you think about Abelard? Another Mossad agent, super rich backstory. He's also has ties to the Russians because someone put him in a wheelchair. And yes. I love the description that Jack does of like his competency in a wheelchair. Like yes. I, I've seen people like this who do not need, you know, they don't need self-pity from you. Treat them like a normal person because they can do it, you know? Yep. And... I don't know. I, I really, I, this, he might have been one of my favorite characters in this entire novel. I was going to make him my winner of the book. I, I, nice. I love him. And I sometimes love these old timey spy master characters. I don't think he's necessarily all that much older, but he definitely brings this aura. He, you know, he brings this gravitas anytime you're around him or Reese is with him. And yeah, there's also another couple of, I don't know if they're rug pulls exactly, but feints and misdirections because originally Nazar Katan is being handled by the man in the wheelchair. Right, right. Yeah, so basically Saul Abelard is, you know, running some contracts. He, he's a handler. He's deep into this world and he is handing out work to Nazar Katan and the Frenchman. So he knows them, yet he doesn't realize how much the Syrian is actually hurting Israel. And the final straw is once he blows up the plane with Aliyah, and basically they kill a Mossad operative, that, that's turns. the straw. Yeah, Abelard is like, I'm cutting ties, and he starts piecing together, the Syrian is the bad guy. But another misdirection with Abelard, we know he's after a sniper who put him in the wheelchair. I thought that might have been Nazar Katan the whole time. Me too. Me too. And he and Reese were going to have to team up to get Katan for both of them, both Freddie Strain and the shot on Abelard. Turns out it's a different sniper. I don't know if that was a, a mix-up 
that was supposed to have a bigger reveal. It didn't really make too big of a reveal in the end. For some reason, though, I thought Nizar Katan was also his shooter. I thought that for a second, but then I think, but then I thought the whole reason he was doing this was because he was hoping someone nefarious would come finding him and, pop and then up. he would figure it out and pop yeah. up. And I'm like, all right, well, if Nizar popped up and is on your radar, then you would have known he was you know, like, he obviously knew that Nassar was not his killer, but I, but I think it was played for for us, yes, because it was never like fully explained. Like there were some seeds of of doubt, like laced for us that oh maybe Nassar was was his killer. There are a lot of layers like that that I I don't really recall the other Jack Carr books having. Maybe it's just a skill as he got to book five, like you know the tricks of the trade that you can drop these things and craft them and layer them so that the reader is totally left in the dark. I just felt like there were many more reveals or these layers of relationships that I don't typically get in a Jack Carr novel, but that kept me going or on the edge of my seat. It was like mini reveals along the way. Yeah. And even this, um, I'm blanking on the Russian's name, but uh, was Gromyko? Gromyko is Gromyko. The, the head Gromyko. of it all. Yeah. He's the one who is the boxer, right? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. He he is the one who hires the boxer. Oh, yeah. Gromyko is the SVR head, yeah. right? The boxer what, is like what's a What's the name of the agent. boxer? I don't know. that. I forgot the name of the boxer, but he's... The, oh, um, Oleg? It was a traditional Russian name. Oh, Oleg. Oleg. That's, you're right. He Oleg. activates Oleg to go after Abelard and Reese because they want to trap him in the bookstore. Yep. So it's been like, all right, first they boom, they hire Nassar, then they hire the Syrian group in, in Israel. Now we're going to activate are a deep sleeper cell in Italy for like, they really want race dead. Like it's intense. Oh yeah. yeah. And this guy's a boxer. And I I don't know. I, the whole, the interrogation scene after that fight, you know, once they like, what did they run into the grocery after the explosion where he almost like, he says he doesn't want to kill these kids, but he eventually like put, sends them to their death and the bookstore explodes. But what, first of all, what did you think of the meat locker fight? thought it was one of the best hand-to-hand description uh, fights that we've we've gotten definitely uh, probably in all the novels i've read definitely and it's and then second after they capture him the the whole interrogation scene again we get a we get a history dump you know going all the On way back doctor, to the holocaust worked uh, with and the then, nazis yeah right and then going into uh you know our rendition system and our black sites you know how that's all related right. i thought that was and super the church cool. hearings in the 70s yes a lot of history, and I was vibing it. I, I really enjoyed it. I was too because it's not just the meat locker scene. Sure, we get one of the best hand-to-hand combat fights I've read in any thriller. Uh, I'm, and Jack, I'm saying that. Any thriller, that meat locker scene was incredible. Absolutely incredible. But maybe even more incredible is the way you can link that Right after the bookstore bombing, because that was equally as intriguing. The kids being sent in, it's under supervision. But I think Alice is is the one who calls him in that moment to say, check your six or something similar because she could see the cameras. And, you know, she knows something's up. He's able to toss the bomb into the secret gun locker where the ammo and the guns are that Abelard just showed him. He realizes these kids are are being hired by somebody. So not only do I have to survive the explosion, throwing the the book bag into the gun safe, I then have to scrounge up bullets on the floor 
And the guy in a wheelchair, he can do everything on his own. But after this explosion, he needs a weapon. So I got to get him a pistol. He's literally counting the shotgun shells that he has. He's always improving his fighting position. Then he comes out. He fights a guy at a car. He sees somebody run into the butcher shop across the street. He pursues them. He's got to watch out for the cops. So he doesn't want to get caught by the local cops. That could put a whole end to the show. So not only is the meat locker fight that awesome, it literally comes after that sequence of events, making it right. exponentially more awesome. Yeah, no, very, very much so. Crazy. As we recap this book, it just keeps getting better and better. I don't know, like, I just, I'm enjoying talking talking about it with you. Like, that's how much I've enjoyed this book. Same here. This, this book is a great one to talk out because I closed it and I was like, man, that was a trip. But replaying it and talking about it, I'm just getting so jazzed. And so this all culminates finally with, you know, this sniper battle, which I thought the sniper battle was going to be like the entire story. I thought it was going to be like a enemy at the gates type story where each of them were like, they were, they were going to be in different places and each of them were going to like have them in their sights and something was going to happen. Right. Th that was my expectation going in, knowing that obviously there's a sniper on the cover and Nassar is a sniper and they, they obviously have to go after each other. Right. But we, fi we finally get it and we get it in Montenegro. We're we're a mini uh, Brad Thor novel where we're hopping around different different uh, country after country. We're all over, and this is where you know he begins to use. We really get to see how m well of a tracker and hunter James Reese is, and how you know while the enemy has contingencies, he also has contingencies, and he's gonna he's gonna get you. So, what did you think of the the sniper showdown? Did you buy that you know? Reese was able to get there ahead of time, you know, stake out. He knew, he sort of knew the, the guy's plan um, that he was going to, I guess he didn't know exactly where his, that uh, Nassar was going to take the less advantaged space, but he knew he could track the Frenchman and ultimately use that to his advantage. Yeah. I mean, it was super cool. And I agree with you, particularly from the dust jacket cover and even the preface, Jack mentions it's going to be a sniper versus sniper story, and I'm really digging a cat and mouse game. We see that here. So, I, yeah, I kind of thought and maybe even wanted that to pop up a few times earlier in the book. But we do have the helicopter scene where it's Reese and Nazar kind of having to play cat and mouse games with each other back and forth. So, yeah, I got enough of it. And then this scene definitely gave me enough of it. I guess it's not, it wasn't, I, I thought every time it was going to be Nassar and Reese, right. but instead we got Oleg, a, essentially a, a Russian operative, yes. you know, or, you know, Russian backed Syrians or Nassar, you know, we, we got Nassar sort of to bookend and then in the middle was like two different people. Yeah. So yeah. Two different teams of assassins. Yeah. Another complication here is this is one of those times I would have really appreciated Alice's extra special dimensions. She, sure. essentially, she could have been used more here at the end. She's just tracking phones, right? Like all this tech and all he's got is tracking a phone, which ends up being a decoy because Nazar Katan planted a decoy, but he knew it was a decoy. So I, I just thought there could have been something really cool here from Alice. For example, maybe she co-ops a drone. Like maybe right. she can just use the internet to co-opt a recreational drone or a photography drone somebody's using a mile away and like bring it over this area. Uh, you know, just and make like a like blanket, that. like map, real time yeah. map of what what's there. Yeah, 
And then be like, Reese, look at your phone. And she shows him like a 3D, like virtual or augmented reality of this mountainside that has all of the decoy and it has the Frenchman and it has Catan and it has his getaway route. She could piece this all together using these super skills. But no, it's just a beep on Google Maps telling you where the phone is. Like we could do that already. So this maybe was one of those areas I wanted the tech. I wanted that little nerdier Alice can do cool AI stuff to come into play. But I'm not going to nitpick. It was super cool. I love how Reese gets the drop on the Frenchman. He sets up the Frenchman to look like himself. And so he gets Qatar to take the shot, but he ends up just hitting nothing. He thinks Reese is dead. So Reese can pop out and stop him in his tracks as Katan is trying to get away and he thinks he's in the clear. Oh, and then the conversation about contingency plans. Mm -hmm. How Nazar Katan is like, well, I have a contingency plan. And that dude from earlier, the guy in the Peugeot, actually puts his gun on Reese. And the Reese goes, oh, yeah, what'd you say about contingency plans? Boom. There's Abelard in a wheelchair who snipes him. Like, oh, just it, it's, it was very Star Wars or Austin yeah. Powers. I got you. No, I got you kind of thing. And then to culminate all that, we get the tomahawk kill. Oh, dude. Probably one of the coolest kills ever in the description oh. of it. I'm, I'm glad he does it with the tomahawk, not, not a bullet. And it's Freddy's tomahawk. It's Freddy's tomahawk. Yes. Also, he thinks about forgiveness, and he tells he tells Katan, "I forgive you, I forgive you," and then he kills him. What did you think about that? That was interesting. <sighs> uh, it, uh, I thought he wasn't going to kill him there for a second. So I cringed a little. I, I'll be honest. You you were like, "Oh, I hope you I hope you don't. I hope you do kill him." Like, I didn't no. want him to not kill him. He needed to kill him. He, I want him to kill him. He needed to kill him. That's why. I kind of thought it was strange, this whole storyline of forgive your enemies. You know, that was Mama Hastings' advice. Sure. That's what he thinks his dad means about finding patience and the right time to do it. So I just wasn't sure that tracking Nazar Katan, who's done all these things, was the right person for him to learn those lessons of forgiveness and patience. So it was like, I forgive you, and then I kill you. It just seemed a kind of cheap way to bring that advice into play together to make it look like something deep is going on when to be honest with you that's not forgiveness so why would you even bother to say it this was a man who didn't deserve forgiveness so why bother to say it and in no way not only did he not deserve it in no way could the possibility of reese forgiving him help reese move on from his demons it's a hundred percent different than mitch rap and louis gould a hundred and 10% different from how important it was for himself, but also for Louis's family, that Mitch could forgive him. There was a family involved. There was the possibility of atonement. There was the possibility of getting out of the game. Nazar Katan, none of that. Dude's got to die. Like, that's the whole point of this right. book. So why bring in the forgiveness plotline? It just, it didn't ring authentic to me. It didn't, it wasn't necessary. And it ended up the way it played out feeling a little cheap. Probably my biggest criticism besides the way Alice is used in a limited way. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. So I guess to follow up on that, what did you think of the epilogue and how we get this cliffhanger of an ending with the president getting killed? It felt, I don't know, it was like freaking crazy. I thought thought it was going to end with him 
just proposing. proposing to Katie. Yeah. And then and then saying I'm getting out. And that was it. I was so torn because I kind of wanted that for Reese. Yeah, me too. Me too. He's able to finally connect with this voice of his father. He's able to see Lucy and not get super angry or crazy. He's like able to accept her as this memory. He's able to take the, the Hastings advice and 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 try to learn patience. So I felt like he rightfully deserved a moment to just be present, love this girl, and commit to her. So I, I, I don't know. Would I have been disappointed, though, if it ended that way? Probably. I think it was one of those, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. I was like, right. I know Reese deserved that moment of peace and the way the meal's described and it's a two bottle of wine night. We've all been there. You know, they go to bed right shortly before Had this. One last like, night. He deserves this. They deserve it. Yes, give me some of this. But I would have been so disappointed if it ended there. Like I I really I wanted it, but I didn't want it. Right. No, I agree with you. And it's super intriguing to to set this up. You know, it's like is is it the Russians who who did this? Like it has to be, right? Or is it Alice? He purposely, I guess we didn't even talk about the, the killing of the um, SVR uh, head, but yeah, or is it Alice? But she's, she's the one who calls him and tells him to turn on the radio or like true, watch your, you know. True. But, you know, she could just be doing that. Yeah, because I thought it was interesting how he goes and kills the SVR guy, but he doesn't kill the FBI head. FSB. You know, or the, or the Russian president, you know, right. so. And we know, we, we know that they're like, that that they're involved so you know and he also was just one one of that list gone just as much as you know his comrade wanted so i actually i, I really or is it the that. americans there there's a little line there's a there's a couple lines that i was confused with where when the russians are talking how they mention they have other contingencies like the ultimate contingency like in in america in America. But, well, that has to be assassinating the president because the current president trusts James Reese too much. Mm, right. So that's a Russian contingency to get the president out. And now Reese doesn't have that safety net to, you know, to operate safely from within his own government. Because that goes to devil's hand. The president, Alex Christensen, who we lose, his backstory, he's gung-ho. He is... He wants the terrorists as much as anybody else does. He's got personal history going back to 9-11. So he kind of gave Reese full authority here. What's going to happen now that Reese doesn't have that? So I think the Russians did that knowing the Americans can be used against an American. And I don't know. What are we supposed to, we're supposed to assume that that list is a list of uh, deep sleeper agents in America? That, that's what I thought it was. I don't know. I, I don't think we know, but that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we know the list was compiled, or at least Thomas Reese had access to it. So being in the CIA, that totally makes sense. Maybe he uncovered that, realized it wasn't the right time to expose everybody, so wanted to pass it on to James to potentially use to expose down the road. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is just my typical mo but i want a thomas reese like prequel oh absolutely uh, I, that would be pretty cool absolutely well did did you even hear about the watch you know that submariner rolex that reese wears dude that is a memento that 
means so much and that we get a lot of story on. And here, I think it's summarized in Saigon. He got it, passed it on to James. So, yeah, I would love, love to see a Thomas Reese story. All right, well, that's the book, man. That's it. We'll get into the scorecard. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. I will say this. Talking with you tonight, my numbers on the scorecard just kept going up and up and up. Yeah, me too. I, I kept I kept changing them because I realized like, you know, when I finish the book and then I immediately do the scorecard, sometimes I forget like some things and I'm like sort of quick to quick to judge. Yeah. But like as we're talking about something, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, no, that's that. So I, I've upped it. But yeah, right off the bat, action was was a, was a nine for me. Like, yes, you know, not, not a full 10 out of 10 because it was a little bit slow to come. But once we got it, yes, it was there in your face, ready to go. And then for plot, I gave it an eight because I thought the plot was very good, but there were some spots where like I, either I was left wanting more, maybe I was a little confused or like, you know, we just went through, through the whole, like the, while the sniper scene at the end was in the, the like the ultimate death of Nassar was, was cool. You know, it was kind of like quick to wrap up. And like you said, like, I thought this was going to be a full sniper on sniper, like true, you know. Nassar had him in his sights or Reese had Nassar in his yeah. sights and they, they get, they, they, you know, escape. And while we got like a, a version of that, you know, it was a little bit different. So, I, yeah. you know, solid eight. That's a, that's a good score. I'm in the same boat. I liked your reference to Enemy at the Gates, the movie earlier. Uh, great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Something like that that kept up throughout the plot with the sniper on sniper. Maybe even just one or two more times earlier. Oh, that would have been really cool. So nine on action would have given it that perfect 10. Beginning was a bit slow, but literally after that, some of the best action scenes I've read in a long while. So nine out of 10 plot eight out of 10 for the same reasons. And buy in. I might have gone lower before we spoke partially about Alice, partially about really buying Reese and Alia's relationship and history. But no. We talked it through, and I'm like, wow, Jack really made all these connections. It was all there. Yeah, no, he did. So I'm going four out of five. I'm buying. Yeah, no. Everything you just said, I'm, I'm going the same. It's I, Initially, I had the, the buy-in lower. Yeah. And then as we talked about it, I was like, no, actually, I, I buy everything in this book, you know? like, Yep. And, like, it would have been lower maybe if he had used more Alice. Like, I, I would have believed it less, you know? Like, if, if you know, so he sort of played that a little bit to elevate the sort of more believability of the story. True, true, true. Yeah, it was good balance. I think a th- couple things with Alice could have been tweaked to bring her up more. Sure. And I would have b- bought it, right? Look at the world we're living in with tech. Yeah. I would no, have bought right, Alice right. doing some more creepy tech stuff. I definitely, it wouldn't have affected my buy-in, but I see you. Uh, we're, we're just going to run the board together. I think we've got, got equal equivalent scores here, Mike. I think what so. About good bad, guys and bad guys? Yeah, bad guys, good guys. Four out of five on the bad guys. Nazar Katan, really good. Bringing him back as the sniper who Reese has wanted to get justice for, for Freddie Strain. Loved that connection, bringing it full circle. The Frenchman, good, good. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a sidekick. Sure, he was there. Oleg, this boxer that was brought in, was a really cool guy. You know, like this, this sleeper that you activate. He can go to Italy set up this bookshop operation. Like, yeah, those guys freak me out because 
they could be called at any time to go run an op like this. Gromyko and the FSB director. Yeah, some of their conversations were really cool being inside the Kremlin and inside the different security and intelligence operations inside Russia. Really cool. Four out of five. Yeah, same here. But that and then I thought the good guys, you know, we meet, we get a little bit more insight, or at least I got a little more insight into the Hastings. Eventually, like Abelard is is a you know a good character. I I guess Aaliyah, you know, is is a confidant of of Reese, and yep. you know we we get her complete backstory. You know, Alice is a good guy. Uh, we, I I got to meet the president, who I, I eventually he dies, but I I liked him. We get a little bit more insight into Katie. So yeah, no, I like the cast of characters that that Reese has um, to help. Oh, and that um, we only meet him a little bit, um, but his like seal friend who is there on the helicopter and almost dies, but he, he's able to because he got kicked out of the side. Um, yes, when when they're taken down Nassar, like he was he was a cool character. You want to know something? That list you just went through. Makes me give this a five out of five for good guys. That that was an awesome. It's a lot of good guys. It's awesome good cast guys. of characters you just read. I, and even I'll. Oh, and Tuvia. Gonna, Tuvia. I was just going to say this is going to sound crazy, but a guy who obviously works for Mossad who drives him from the airfield. Just the conversations they had of who he was and how he and Reese kicked it off was just an awesome couple of chapters with that dude. A five out of five on the good guys. I'm loving it. And Abelard. Oh, man. Abelard is a G. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. That's a good score. All right. So, setting. Initially, I gave the setting. I wasn't, like, thinking about the setting. But then as we were talking about it, like, I was like, wait, no. We're in, like, a mini Brad Thor novel. He he island hops. He, and some of the descriptions, especially of Israel. Yes, and uh, uh, in the beginning of Burkina Faso, yes, uh, they they talk about like you know Rhodesia a little bit when when uh, bringing back in the, the Hastings, and then you know we get we get a description of Montenegro and we get a description of we even get like a description of Berlin you know because in, in the woods and stuff like that so yeah I, I, Jack is upping his game at least for me relative to Terminalist in terms of describing the setting and, and going different places so yeah. I'm going to give it a four out of five. I Initially, closing the book might have been lower. But then I thought back. It's like, no, that kibbutz scene in Israel, I was all in. I was there. And then the bookshop, I was like, no, I could right. feel oh, in the Italy. streets. Yeah, yeah. I could feel the streets of Turin and what this bookshop would look like and how it was described in a predominantly ethnic neighborhood. And I'm like, that makes sense for a European kind of suburb part of one of these big cities. Absolutely. So, yeah, four out of five on the setting. Exactly what you said. Unfortunately, we do have to judge a book by the cover. And in this case, I don't think the cover game is uh, is all that strong. I, hmm. How do you feel about this? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the of the of the covers for the the Jack Hart novels. N- none of them are really. And it could be my bias. I don't love people on covers. Right. And we mentioned this during Terminalist, so it's kind of, I'm talking about it again. Sorry. But yeah, nothing, I don't know. We had a discussion about whether or not it's the same guy in every picture. I could believe this is the same big burly dude from the Terminalist or on Savage Sun, whatever. But again, like, while I do like the color scheme of cover A, cover A, which is the OG cover, it makes me think that there's going to be 
like this sniper on sniper battle and i'm i'm guessing this is you know ultimately the the a, a depiction of the final scene right but you know not not the greatest cover so cover b is actually kind of cool with the, yes. the helicopter explosion that's probably the best cover if i had to pick the best cover and then we get we get this girl a girl's eyes and and what is the other thing next to her eyes is that supposed to be alice no that's a sniper dude that's looking down a sniper i thought Oh right, 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 but it looks kind of like a girl, like a like a a female eye, doesn't it? You know, it does. That mm, I didn't consider that, but it kind of maybe does. not. But it doesn't have to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't think it has to be. That would have been cool if it was like the Alice goggles. Alice goggles. Right. I just coined that. No, the helicopter explosion on this cover B, and I think, guys, that's going to be the paperback, which isn't released yet. I think that's the one that's going to be the the paperback if i read that correctly it gives a nod to the terminalist and true believer sure. in the original paperbacks so i really like that they kept that theme going and they put the helicopter on it and a sniper on it with an awesome color scheme so b is definitely the winner i feel the same way you did about a it's very heavy on the sniper we didn't get a lot of that i don't like seeing a guy in a face necessarily i'd rather that be up to my imagination and same with c c almost looks like jack reacher like <laughs> the dude standing there the t-shirt i i don't need that i don't need a picture of james reese on my covers so a little bias for me as well yep and then cover d is yeah that's that the audiobook one i'm guessing that's an audiobook yeah 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 yeah. I don't know. Some some dude's running and some dude is slowly limping towards him with an airplane. Yeah. Cover you know. B is fantastic. I'll leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, but cover B is is the best one. So three out of five. I think it's a three. Three out of five. Yeah. Three out of five not, thanks to cover B. Not horrible. Not a... yeah, cover B saves it or else it would have been yes, yes. maybe a two. I said this earlier about my free space. What's your winner? Yeah, we each get to pick a winner for a free five out of five. I was gonna just say Abelard because I thought it was super cool. He's your winner, man. You go with it. Yeah. Uh, the whole cast of the good guys just coming together. I love them all, but definitely Abelard, you know, steals the show. Uh, for some reason, it's, my winner might be kind of strange, but I really enjoyed the conversations he had with his father and this idea of, yes, you know, like what I, what I said, like, you know, the idea the, or the sort of the theme of this novel is time and how that kept popping up. Yes. And how it was related to this idea of him wanting to get out and wanting to start a new life and the whole, you know, epilogue scene. It must have been the way that, like, Ray Porter kept saying time and his angelic voice, you know, bringing it back. Because oftentimes it came when he was in the midst of battle. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed that. And I thought explaining the conversation that he had at the Vietnam Memorial in D.C., I don't know, that for some reason it hit hard with me and I, I really enjoyed that. So and I guess you could you could say overall I did enjoy the you know apparitions or the Yeah. The stuff that was going on and the deeper look we got into James Reese's head. So that that's my five out of five. Freddie, Lucy, Mrs. Hastings. And his father. And his father. Yeah. Like yeah. It's kinda cool. I liked seeing that as well. Nice. Alright, so what's your total? I had a forty one, man. Pretty solid. 41. All right. I had a 42, so really solid. And I'll, I'll be honest, also coming off of the devil's hand, I I wanted a punch. I wanted a knockout. And let me tell you, in the blood delivers. 
absolutely delivers on that promise and what I was looking for. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's our book. Next time, are we going to be talking about the, the TV series next time we come to you? I think so. On this feed? I yeah. think episode one and two, we're going to, it's an eight-part show. We're going to do four episodes. Breaking it down with Chris Albanese, right? Yeah, we're hoping to have Chris Albanese on from the Crew Reviews podcast, so a little inter-podcast collaboration, get his thoughts on episodes one and two, and have a chat. And before that, on our other feed, Scott Harvath will be posting our review, or part one at least, of Rising Tiger. So be sure to go check that out. Yes. As always, we need to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agent, Daryl, Kevin, George, Matt, Dawn, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Can't say this enough, but please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you get your podcast, Apple or Spotify. You can find us at thrillerpod.com or on Twitter and Instagram at thrillerpodcast. And as always, observe, orient, decide, act, and win the fight. <laughs>